It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous, love, romance, dating, relationships with Simon Marcel, our French romantic. Yes, bonjour Angie Taylor, la belle Angie Taylor. Oh, la belle, I get a belle. Yeah, you're looking belle. Oh. So you get that. And what does belle mean for our non-French speaking Wonderful and charming. Oh. All in once. Is that belle? I thought it was pretty or beautiful or something. Jolie. No, no, no. Isn't it just drop dead gorgeous is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I'm kidding, tooting my own horn. Anyway, thanks for being with us tonight. Like I said, we do talk all about love and romance. And if you want to talk anything, we are here for you. If you need advice, if you just want to vent about your love life or anything going on, 855-905-8255. Our phone lines are open. Also, simonandangie.com. Lots of emails to get to today. Mm -hmm. But also, um, you dropped us a note last night, Simon, talking about something that a friend discussed with you. Yeah, I mean, my buddy Jim, came to me uh, he is in his 40s been married about at least five or seven years probably something like that okay and he said to me that do you think it would be okay to sleep in different beds and possibly in different rooms okay this is actually kind of I don't want to say a trend but I feel like this happens more and more because um, my co-host on my other show the morning show I do always says that when he gets married he's not married yet that him and his wife are going to sleep in separate bedrooms. Really? And okay. I found that interesting. And the reasons are vast. I want to know your friend's reason for why he wants to do this after uh, being married for a while. Yes. I'm assuming they've always been sleeping in the same bed. To this day, they still. It's, that's why they asked me the question. Okay. And I also want to know if you are sleeping in separate rooms, married, cohabitating, why? And is it good? Did it save your marriage? Are you unhappy with it? Mm-hmm. Or do you love it? Why did? Why was it suggested in the first place when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. Right now, the topic is sleeping in separate rooms. If you're married, cohabitating in a relationship, you guys live together. Is it a good thing, bad thing, separate beds? Mm-hmm. Um, Simon, this came from a friend of yours who was Jim. saying that he is thinking about it. Yeah, he, he asked me plain. He said, uh, Simon, you know, I've been with my wife five, seven years. I want to sleep in a different bedroom and a, a different, different bedroom. Bed. Okay. bed and bedrooms. Okay, so why does he want to do that? Well, first of all, he said she starts snowing a lot, and, okay. her, and so she moves too much. She keeps him awake. And then there is this constant argument about, should we keep the window open? <sighs> Which is, okay, so he... This is a thing with me and my husband, too, the window. Is it? Yeah. You like, because he likes it totally closed, with a lot of I heat on, open. and she needs it open. I need it open. And what do you do then? Uh, somebody it has to suffer, I guess. Or? Or you sleep in separate... I don't think it would ever get that bad where... My husband and I would go in separate rooms because of it. My grandparents, I was just saying off the air, slept in separate rooms for the last 20 years of my grandfather's life. He was a horrible snorer, and my grandmother couldn't sleep. Yeah, and that, do you think it's a good reason? But they had been together for like 50 something years. Let's be honest, they probably were not doing the ooh la la anymore <laughs> anyway. Nobody was going anywhere. It wasn't ruining intimacy. There wasn't a lot of like romantic intimacy anymore at this point. So I can understand it. Later, they've only been married five years, Simon. I would think that that would kill some intimacy. Or, or which is maybe the other point is, do you think it will help the intimacy because the mood will be better for Jim? They're more well rested well, because he'll be in a better mood. She doesn't have to fight about the window. She can snore she wants. Both are more rested. Uh-huh. Um, they have kids, and so they the have fatigue, kids. Yeah. And do you think that that sends a message to the kids that we're not interested in? 
I don't know. I think if you tell the kids the truth, it's okay, okay. right? If okay. you say, you know, we don't sleep so well together, uh, but we, we still love each other, and if the kids still feel the love, okay. I don't think it's just the Yeah, because they're not in your bedroom anyway watching what no. goes down. <laughs> Thank God. But w- would you be open to this? Let's say that, um, Simon, you know, you're single now, but down the road when you're with someone, you live together if she snores really bad. So, so I'm the one who snores. You snore? So I, I snore sometimes. It's not normal, like often, but I do snore sometimes. So you do snore, and then there's the window. I mean, you know, so that that could be. I like sleeping next to somebody, but I could sleep in a different bedroom and not take it. Offense. Not take it personal. Not at all. How Andy. do you maintain ooh la la when that happens? Do you do it in someone's room and then you go to your separate quarters? Because the afterglow of ooh la la sometimes it's nice to just snuggle up and fall asleep together. That's true, but you know better than me that the ooh la la becomes more spontaneous. Not just in the bedroom, maybe after a while, like in the afternoon, you can ooh la la, you can ooh la la, not just at night before you go to sleep or waking up. Because when you live with somebody, when you've been with somebody like you and Jason for so long, it's more like whenever you guys feel like it. Right. Not just. Yeah, we're not at just night. doing it at night in the bed before we go to sleep. But I, I got to be honest, if my husband suggested to me, hey, I think we should sleep in separate rooms, I'd be hurt. You, you'd be hurt, or if the reasons were so evident or clear you'll be you know that's okay because i want you to sleep well and i want to sleep well if from the jump from the very beginning that was the case it might be different the fact that we've slept together now for 10 years and all of a sudden it's like well you've gone through it for 10 years like why now i might be a little bit hurt i I think i mean the comfort of sleeping is huge Uh, people have jobs people have children people have a situation if i mean like the window can drive somebody crazy oh i have to have the window open i need fresh air when I'm sleeping. Wait a minute, Angie. When, you know, it's in Chicago. We're in Chicago. Uh, Even in the winter, to- a crack. I need at least a crack. I need sur- air circulating. I can't sleep if I'm too hot. I can't sleep. In- I hate stillness in the air. I need to feel like a Even something. In, you know, the AC has the vent, so I always put vent and the air circulating. It's, it's, no. No. Because I need fresh still, I need fresh air. Because that's still still air in your house that's just moving around. How cold does it get in your bedroom? Sometimes it gets very cold, very very cold. And my husband will get out of the shower and be like, "What is going on? It's freezing in (laughs) here." Anyway, I want to hear from our listeners. Do you sleep in separate beds, cohabitating, or is it being suggested? Are you offended? Were you? Or is it saving your marriage? The new trend in homes: double master bedrooms. I've, right. Yes. Good point, Angie. It's a big thing now. After the bathroom, everybody wants- Double master bedrooms. Yes. One for you, one for me. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255 to comment right now on the idea of being married or cohabitating in separate bedrooms. Yes. It's a big thing. I mentioned before the break, it's a new trend in real estate too. Everybody's building double masters. Yeah, they are. People need their sleep. So let's go to the lines. What do you think about this listening in Cedar Hills, Utah on My 99.5? Here is Gianna. Hi, Gianna. Bonjour. Hi. So, um... Like, I, I feel kind of of two minds in this. Like, you know, one, like, I feel like if you're sleeping in separate bedrooms, it means, like, you're not trying or there's something that's, like, coming between you where you can't, like, talk it out. And so I think it's, like, really important that, like, you talk it out and then you can start sleeping in the same bed again. Like, I feel like it's just sort of, like, an excuse to, like, get yeah, away there's got to be a way problem. to compromise whatever the problem is. Like, you got to find some sort of middle ground maybe somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. Are, are you married, Gianna? Yeah, I am married. And okay. I mean, like, this is, like, really, it's really interesting, actually, that you're, like, talking about this topic right now because I kind of, I have a sort of similar 
problem, and I was hoping you guys would be able to help me with it also because yeah. I'm a new mom. And Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I know yeah. what that's all about. Okay, so yeah. Gianna, we're going to take a quick break. So you're saying, you know, you got to try to figure it out, basically, and you sort of feel in the back of your mind if if that's an issue that you have to sleep in separate rooms that there's more going on. Um, but mm-hmm. I want to hear what your issue is with your sleeping and the baby I mean, that's always yeah. an issue anyway. Forget if there's anyone else involved. <laughs> if there's a baby, sleep is a problem. But when we come back, Gianno, we'll get your uh, question next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationship issues, whatever they are. Now we're talking about relationship and sleeping issues. Uh, <laughs> separate bedrooms was the topic. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Gianna is still on the line in Utah. Thanks for hanging out with us, Gianna. Yes, thank you, Gianna. No, thank uh, you, guys. <laughs> all right. And you mentioned that you have a new baby, and there's another issue with that. What's going on? Yeah, so, um, you know, I mean, like, you know, getting enough sleep, of course, is just, like, an issue in and of itself, but, like, something that I've noticed since I had my son is that, like, I have absolutely no libido at all. Like, you know, I I think part of it is just, like, I'm constantly attached to a pump or to a child. Okay, you're feeding. (laughs) That makes a big difference if you're breastfeeding, too, because that's so much work and people don't understand. It's nonstop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he's six months now, and so we're kind of getting past the point of like me being like, you know, I feel like I can sort of make that an excuse. Like I have to get back to real life at like some point, and like I was hoping that you guys could help me with some advice, like how to like, you know, respark my libido. It's not. I mean, I love my husband. He's he's wonderful. He's super caring, and he's very patient. Mm-hmm. And, and he and you know and he loves me and I love him and 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 all of like the the basics are like there. It's just that like I almost feel like I'm living with my brother. <laughs> oh, okay. And in your husband, let's just be clear, your husband is interested in in getting back into the ooh yes. la with you. Okay. Yes. Yes. Which Simon, is a good sign. Yeah. That that at least you have that going yes. for you. Everything else, as long as he's interested and you want to be interested, you both want it. Okay. So. How do we get there? And let's talk more about that when we come back. That's a big deal for every new mother. Mm-hmm. I went through it myself, Gianna, so I totally get it. When we come back, new baby, how do you get that spark back? <laughs> All right, next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, all about romance, love, dating, and relationships tonight and every night. Thanks yes. for being with us. Hello, yes. Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. All right, Simon. So we have on the line Gianna listening in Utah. Thank you for hanging on so long, Gianna. You brought up a great topic. Um, oh, thank you. I totally need the help. <laughs> okay, great. Gianna married, new mom, first baby, baby six months old. Uh, dad wants to get like back into the swing of the ooh la la and back to normal. Um, like you said, Gianna, six months baby, you're still breastfeeding. He wants it, you want it. That's the most important thing is that you're both on the same page. You both want it to come back, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. And you're saying, how do I get back in? First of all, when you are a new mother, this is your first baby. It's crazy what happens to your body. It's crazy what happens to your emotions, your hormones. You're all over the place. When you're breastfeeding, you feel like a utility. You feel oh more yes. You feel yes. more like oh. a mama cow than a human being. Um, Thank you. Yes. Yeah, right? So the babies are so demanding. It's exhausting. Are you working as well or are you at home? I, I'm at home, but I, I work from home. So You do work from home. Okay, so you have yeah. some semblance of something else outside of the baby. You do have 
a job. I think a lot of times that helps when we start going back to work. Um, your husband and you need to, now that the baby is not breakable anymore, you know it's not going to like break if you drop it or you're not going to drop it, but it's not going to like, you know, right. you feel a little bit more comfortable being parents because there's that whole freak out first few months. Um, uh-huh. You're probably starting to feel a little bit normal again, aside from the breastfeeding. You guys have to go on dates again. Simon, don't you think? I mean, this has been a big, huge life shift. You're not sleeping very much. You're, you've been focused on this baby for six months nonstop. They need to get back to their life. Exactly. I agree with Zandia 100%. You need to go back because the circle of life first round has been completed, right? You dated, you loved, made love, made a baby. Mm-hmm. So the whole first circle is now completed. To get to the next stage, you have to go back to the beginning, romance. And romance is what? Is creating this enchanting feeling by going out on a date going to movies together. Like Angie said, leave the the baby maybe to your mom, his mom, your sister. Ooh. Do you have help? No, this is the problem. Like, we are transplants to Utah. Okay. So his family is in Texas, and my family is on the East Coast. So it's Do you have... Difficult. Okay. Have you ever had a sitter yet with a baby? Yes, we've had a sitter, like, once or twice, but not, not, okay. you know, not a lot. So how about this? Even if you can't go out, let's say for now you can't, maybe you guys cook a dinner together you like. You put the candles, you mm-hmm. put some music while the baby is asleep. You find a little romance, a little joy of life. You find a way that is just an adult time that brings back this flame. Yeah, right. And he wants it and you want it. And I'm guessing because you've been breastfeeding and being a mother and trying to get your you know life back in order and figure out what you're doing, that you haven't had time to really like you know, get glammed out and look the way that you used to look when you would go out oh on dates. Oh, my gosh. I, can, I barely can find time to take a shower. Exactly. <laughs> so you need to make sure that even if the nanny or babysitter or whatever is at home and you're there, too, so that you can take a shower, that you mm. can get, you know, to where you feel comfortable and, you know, your best beauty, that you know, your most beautiful self, because that's one of the hard things. We don't feel pretty when we're going through this time. Mm-hmm. Make yourself feel as pretty as you possibly can that you feel good that you feel sexy Mm -hmm. so that when you do get that time together you know remember what it was before the baby came that you guys loved to do together was it movies concerts you know go back to the basics and start over again and that's kind of fun to rediscover that if you give him the signal he's gonna get it all he needs is a signal that you are back also uh, to re-explore, you yeah. know, uh, the if ooh-la-la he, and the charming and the seducing. Yes. If he comes home from work and you're all snatched and you got the makeup and the hair and the dress on, he's going to be like, yes. <laughs> you know it. And you're going to feel good about yourself. And yeah. it will come naturally because that spark will be there again. Agreed 100%. Yeah. Feel, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And don't, and don't feel yeah. bad about asking for help from a, a sitter or whatever and taking a day for yourself. A lot of times we have such mom guilt, especially yeah, when yeah. our babies are so young, that you lose yourself in this baby and you have to remember that you and your husband come first. If you all ain't happy, nobody's happy. So mm-hmm. get that relationship back on track. I'm sure you will because you both want to and that's the most important thing. And Simon and I wish you the best. Absolutely. Oh, Congrats on the you. baby and, and best of luck for the rest. Oh, thank you so much. This has been so helpful. Good. Awesome. Good. All right. Good luck to you, Mama Gianna. Sexy Mama Gianna. <laughs> yes. Thanks for calling the rendezvous and listening. More with Simon and Angie when we come back.
Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie tonight. Love dating, romance, relationships. People need advice, Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of emails here, so let's get to one. If you need advice at any time or if you want to comment, simonandangie.com. That's where the emails are. Listener email right now comes to us from Eric. Okay. He's listening in Detroit on 100.3 WNIC. He says, hey, guys, I need to know how I should handle this. I had tickets to the Pistons game, and I couldn't make it, so I sent a text to a few people asking if they wanted my tickets and wanted to go. Mm -hmm. One of the girls that I work with texted me back and said she'd take them. About five minutes later, I get another text from her that apparently was not meant for me. It was meant for someone else, and it said, yeah, the guy at work gave him to me. He's married, but I think he's super into me. I'm guessing it was about me because I'm married, but I do not have any interest in her. I'm just trying to get rid of tickets. Another minute later, she sent a text apologizing, saying it wasn't meant for me. It was meant for someone else. I think it's weird that she would be telling other people that I'm into her, especially because I'm married. And now I'm not sure how I handle this with her at work. I haven't written anything back. What do you think I should do? Simon, let's say you had tickets to, we live in Chicago, a Bulls game. Yeah. And gave them to a girl at work, and she said that. What would you feel? If it's not true, or if it, I, I would feel bad. Mad or bad? Maybe both. Yeah. Would you question yourself? Like, did I send the wrong signal? Yes, I would. You would question yourself. I would. I wonder how that happened. Okay. Which, and I would learn from this. I would say maybe it yeah. would be. It would be like, well, I'm the one who has to put more barriers. Maybe something like that. Like, I have to maybe learn from this to be even more. Uh, attentive to not pass any form of imaginative messages. Okay, let's take a break, and I want to know what we should tell Eric to do. Yeah. I also want to know if you've ever sent the wrong text to the wrong person or the right text to the wrong person. I have, Angie. (laughs) Oh, okay. I have. Miss texting when we come back on The Rendezvous (laughs) with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got a listener email that came into simonandangie.com. Guy named Eric in Detroit said, hey, I had tickets to a Pistons game. I couldn't make it. I sent a text to a few people saying, hey, who wants to go? Yeah. This one girl I work with said she'd take them. Five minutes later, he got a text that wasn't meant for him, that she was texting to another girl that said, yeah, this guy at work gave him to me. He's super into me. He's married. He really likes me. That's why he gave him to me. And he's like, wait a minute. I don't like her like that. I was just giving tickets up for grabs. He says he hasn't written anything back and he wants our advice on what he should do because he has to work with this girl. And now she's telling people that this married man is into her. You know, what? if if I was Eric, I would just answer something like, uh, uh, have fun at the game. FYI, I'm not into you. Enjoy. Really? You would be that bold about it? Because it's at work. So that never happens again. And to straight up the record, just the fact that, hey, listen. I know you think I'm into you. Like, I saw this text. Yeah, I saw it. Listen. It seems to be some confusion. A little bit. I was trying to be nice and just unload some tickets. Exactly. I'm trying to be nice. I would be, hey, listen, I'm not into you. Have fun at the game. That's it. I wouldn't blow up on her, even though you probably want to be like, hey, calm down. I'm not into you like that. No, I would What if he just said, hey, my wife and I really hope you enjoy the game? Enjoy our tickets. Yeah, that's, that's even better. You know what? That's even better. Yeah, mess with her head a little bit. You, you can mess with her head a little bit, but and leave it there and yeah. then maybe learn and from this. And just be that, normal at work and don't act like anything happened. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. Mean, there's not, I mean, you don't want to make it more uncomfortable. It's not the end of the world. Right. Just, She's bragging. I would keep my distance a little bit. Yeah. From her. I mean, okay. If I was Eric, I would just keep my distance. Just so she knows. She understands you're not into her, Eric. I agree with that advice. Yeah. Good advice, Simon. Okay, Thanks, when we MG. come back, I want to know if you've ever sent... Simon Marcel, uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. text to somebody that was not <laughs> intended for them. 
And how did that all go down? Was it a romantic thing? Who was the recipient next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. If you want to comment or need advice on anything, if you want to comment on this topic now, we're talking about uh, sending the wrong text Sometimes romantic, probably romantic. We are a romance show, love, dating. Um, to somebody that it was not intended for, that came from our last email. But Simon, you said you've done this. You've sent the wrong text to the wrong person. It's a very embarrassing story. Oh, I can't wait. Hold on. Let me take a seat. Get comfortable. So, I mean, it's very, very embarrassing. So uh, just to set up, I have a goddaughter that I love like my daughter. She's now almost 22. Okay. And four years ago, as I was in a relationship, we go back and forth and texting. And uh, my goddaughter's name is Chloe, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend at the time was Carol. And you're and also like a, a text monster. Like when you're texting with somebody, it's back forth, yeah, back, back forth for, for hours. Okay, you know, so and, like, I and love, if you're texting with somebody else, you get confused. And like, when it's, texting? And it's on. It's one of my uh-huh. guilty pleasure. I like, That's fine. you know, the ooh-la-la texting. Right. And I don't know how. You, you crossed the line. And here. went to Chloe. Oh, my God. What did a, you say to her? A response about something I like. In the bedroom? In the jungle of the bedroom. The jungle of the... So, so I don't want to say really what it is, intimate. but Yes. So, so you sent this to your 18-year-old at the time, goddaughter. Yes, yeah, 17 and a half at the time. And and then I realized, and just, just so embarrassed, and I said, what do I do now? And the fact that she Because after you could, sent it, you're like, delete! Yes. Delete! It was too late. So I just immediately thought about it. I said, be honest, be direct, confront. So I wrote to Chloe... Very sorry, this is not for you. She wrote, she's cool. She wrote, I got that, Sai. She calls me Sai, LOL. And then uh, all good or oh, cool. She, she knows you. Yeah, and at that time, she's almost, she's an adult. She yes. knows what sexting is. But, but it's embarrassing for you. Way just, less than it is for her. I'm sure I, she wasn't embarrassed. I'm sure she laughed it off and never thought about it again. You are still thinking about it four years I'm later. I'm still embarrassed. I'm still embarrassed. That, of and course. The, and the, the words about what it was about. Was oh, was so, it really dirty? It was just very, Were there ki- like, very kinky. Oh. <laughs> what let's, can I say? Let's call Chloe and find out what exactly oh. that text. Uh, I bet you oh. she saved it. I hope not. She took a screenshot. She's going to hold it like one day for your birthday when you're like 70. That's going to be your present. <laughs> I wonder if she still has that. I hope not. We should ask her. You should ask her. I, w- I will She's ask an her. adult now. You can ask her. But um, yeah, yeah. our producer, our executive producer, Jill, we were talking off the air. You said you sent a text to someone? I'm actually going to bring the room down a little bit because this is a friend of mine who is on the receiving end of the wrong text. Okay. Okay. He's married. Okay. He got a text from his wife that <gasps> said... About to put the baby down within the hour. Can't wait to snuggle with you. He was out of town at the time. And it wasn't for him? It wasn't for him. <gasps> what, what happened? So that, well, now they're... Wait, I mean, is this he, recent? Yeah, it like, literally just happened like last week. No way. Yeah, he confronted her about it, and she admitted she's having an affair. Oh, now mm-hmm. that is a really a text gone wrong. That's not embarrassing. That is life-changing. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. So bad. He and was they're married? On business, yeah. They're married. Mm-hmm. They have a baby. Mm-hmm. So she was going to snuggle with someone. Yeah. Oh my. How do you? What did he do? Like, did he stay out of town? I would have immediately been on a plane, and the entire flight. <laughs> my mind. I would have been like Kiefer Sutherland in Twenty Four. Like, how many ways can I murder <laughs> my husband? I would have been thinking about weapons. Like, I would have become MacGyver bomb expert. I don't know. Like, I. I don't. How do you sit out of town when uh. you find out that your spouse is cheating on you and not go crazy? 
It was the worst. Oh, your poor friend. Yeah, he's not having a good time with Give it. Give him a big hug. I Does know. he want to call the rendezvous and he chat should. about it? He should. Why don't you get your friend on the line? Can we talk about it with him? I don't Do you think, think he would come on? I think he's ready right now, but yeah. We can make him of... feel better. <laughs> no? I'll see if he wants to coming in the coming okay. days. Okay. If I was married, something like this happened, I can see myself almost fainting or, or vomiting. Well, this is mm-hmm. honestly. This honestly, is how we found shock. out his wife was cheating. Have you like? I want to talk about this more about how you find out because sometimes it's like that where it's a bomb out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They didn't out have any nowhere, problems. Nothing. They, he thought they were happily married. Everything was good. He's exactly. away on business. Like your life is upside down at that point. You have oh, a wife and a child at home, You've- and. Explosion. I always feel like everything was a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, where, what universe am I living in? This is all a lie. Have you ever found out somebody was cheating in a really crazy way like that, Simon? I want you to think about it. Mm-hmm. I also want to take some calls. Jill and I used to work with someone uh-huh. back in the day who found out his fiance was cheating in a very crazy way. I'll tell you that story, oh, and I, I want to hear that. yours too. Yeah, yeah. 855-905-8255 next on The Rendezvous. You are listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. And now we've turned to the cheating and how you found out. Um, This came from Jill's story where she said that somebody mistext her friend. uh, Is actually the friend's wife mistext the husband saying, can't wait to see you and snuggle tonight. But the husband was on the road away for business. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Found yeah. out your wife is cheating that way. So Jill and I also used to work together a long time ago in Philadelphia about 15 years ago and worked with someone who was engaged mm-hmm. in love with his girl. Mm-hmm. Um, walked into his apartment one day and the fiance was in bed with another man mm. videotaping. And I don't know how he didn't go blind rage. How do you handle when you walk in thinking that life is like Jill's friend? I go away on business. I have a wife and a child at home. Every, I think everything's great. All of a sudden, your life is flipped upside down. What is life? So your friend from Philly, so how did he react? He walks in on that situation. I believe, he... I believe there was a lot of ruckus. And then, of course, the relationship was over. And he was devastated for a very long time. I think he handled it way better than I would have in the moment, in that snap moment. I don't know what I would have done. I I, I don't think I would believe what you I was stay seeing. Or you leave. When I see it? You see it. You walk I, in. I might walk away at first just to process what I'm looking at because I wouldn't believe what was in front of me. Yeah. And then once I processed it, my face is getting red right now just thinking of like I would think I would go blind rage. What about you? To be honest, I would either faint or vomit, leave, never come back. Vomiting would be part of the equation. I, I know I would. Absolutely. Nauseous, and then I would leave and never come back to not do something How I do you handle that? The crazy way you found out. Let's talk more when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. How did you find out that you were being cheated on, that they were cheating on you. Simon, you said you had a story. We've been talking about our friend's stories, Jill's friend's story. Simon, I want to hear your story. You found out someone was cheating on you? Yeah. I mean, I was in a relationship back in Paris in my late 20s, and uh, about two years in, and it was a lot of love and, and wonderful until that phone call. where Who called you? She called me. She called you and told she you? She called me and said, listen, you know that restaurant we go all the time to? And a minute I heard that, I thought restaurant chef. I mean, I knew, you know, it, 
When, so there was a restaurant that you and this girlfriend went to all the Paris. time in Paris. Yes, a and brasserie. And she said, you know the restaurant. So did she have a flirtation with the chef? Yes, was that damn chef. It still stings. And I'm so... Uh, the, yeah. I can see your face right now changing. Yeah, because I was so... I said, not him. And then I couldn't resist. You knew, but you always knew that there was something there. Yeah, That's why you were like... You, you, you. Did you feel like, why did I not know this? Why didn't I why, stop? Like it, I felt... First of all, I felt sick, like had, I became white with sweats mm-hmm. the minute I heard it. Mm-hmm. And then why did she, have, and I asked her the stupid question. Why did you tell me this? No, I asked her, did you do it in his kitchen? In why the, did you the, ask that? But I don't know, because do you she wanna, would go there all the time and she would You we, just added color to yeah, the movie I was, when I you was didn't need it. silly 28 years old, Simon. Did they do it in the kitchen? They did. They did all the time. <gasps> It's awful, oh, Angie. It's that's oh why. Gosh. No, it's awful. To this day, I have not forgiven her. Is this why you don't cook? No, I do cook. <laughs> I had to learn do to cook. A, do you have a hatred for chefs? <laughs> French chef only. <laughs> the French chefs only. Take a note. We will never go to a French restaurant. No, we're not. Oh, poor Simon. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a hug. When we come back, let's take some calls. Eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. These are spectacular ways you found out <laughs> that something was going down with the person that you're with. How did you find out you were being cheated on? Next on the Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight. 855-905-8255. The topic is how you found out you were being cheated on. Man, these stories have been crazy. Simon, yours was so sad. We've learned we can never go to a French restaurant ever. (laughs) Not Um, with me. Not with you because the girl was cheating with a French chef. So let's go to the lines. We have somebody listening right now. Birmingham, Michigan on 100.3 WNIC. Here's Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi. Thanks for calling in tonight. Were, were you the one cheated on? What's this story about? Yeah. Um, so I was the one I found I was cheated on. I we have uh, we have a shared computer at our place, and um, uh, you, wait, you and your left. girlfriend had a shared computer. Yeah, we had a shared <laughs> computer. I see the drama um, already. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she had her Facebook account on there. Normally, we just you know, use our phones or whatever, but I just was having to be in the browser and she was still signed in on Facebook. And you were and, curious. Um, I, yeah. Well, I felt messages starting, started to pop up and there was a conversation going on. Oh, like direct messages were popping up. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the Facebook messenger. Okay. And, um, I saw right through there. I, I saw uh, what was going on. So what was going on? I mean, what, like what exactly was not, ex- if it was graphic, like spare, but if what was, what was the exchange? Did you know the guy? Uh, yeah, it's a guy that she works with. <gasps> Ooh, did you ever suspect See? the guy that she works uh, with and her? You know, not uh, not really. I mean, I, I try to, I don't know, I try, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I guess I'm just a little too trusting, really. I feel like there's always, like, a little ping, like a little nagging thing. When, like, Simon, you yeah. were talking about the girl that you were dating and the chef. Like, you always saw, like, a little something going on there. And then when you find out there actually was, it's like a triple betrayal because you're like, how far back does this go? Because if you ignore the signals, you ignore yourself. You really, you disservice yourself, mm-hmm. right? That That is Pay huge. attention to those signals. I've, I've missed them at the time, Brendan, and you missed it. I just... Listen to those signals. So, and especially if it's somebody at work that you find out that there were, because now you realize that they have been together every day, uh-huh. probably more than you see your girlfriend, Brandon, right? Like she's with this guy more. Um, think about the people at work. You have all these. So what is going on at work? How long has this been going on? So what, what was the fallout from this? You see these messages. Did you start writing back? 
did you just copy them? What did you do? How did you approach her about it? No, I, I didn't. I didn't say do anything right away, and um, I waited a couple days, and then when I finally how, how, how? do you sit on that? How, how? <laughs> I, I just well. I just, I just didn't know what to do. I, you know, right. it was, it was really weird. But our schedules, we didn't see each other that much for those days. Okay. So that's kind of why I waited. It was easier to do that. So, how did you finally confront her? Um, well, we, I sat her down and we I had a talk, and uh, she denied everything, and then <laughs> she denied. Of course, of course, yeah. that drives me crazy because I've busted somebody <laughs> yeah. on the computer before, and they deny, and I'm like, bro, it's here in black and white. Like, I got forty-five, seven thousand papers that I printed <laughs> out. Because I'm crazy. It's all here in black and white. Like, how are you denying that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and then after that, after the way it went, I just decided that it wasn't worth, you know, we should just go our separate ways. It it was as painful as it is. But I I think she's maybe willing to admit it right away, kind of. But, you know, just to complicate the lie and keep lying, I I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. That's the other part of it. Like, you're putting salt in the wound when you um, are busted, cold busted here. And then yeah. you keep denying to somebody's face. It's like, at least just have some dignity and say, you know what? I screwed up. You're absolutely right. Give that person at least that so that yeah. they don't walk away going, now she's denying it on top of everything. Yeah, because to, to give closure, you have to get one, the truth, ask for an apology, and then the person can forgive you or not. But it's only you can only apologize on the truth. You can't apologize on a lie or a denial that mm-hmm. that's not going to work mm-hmm. you know so you are broken up yes mm-hmm. and what are you dating now um yeah yeah i'm trying out the uh the online dating scene so far so yeah see i have, I have good prospects good hopes <laughs> all right well we wish you the best of luck and next time trust your intuition like simon was saying yeah. Re- watch those signals don't ignore the signals yes that's all for right, sure. guys. Thanks for the advice. I appreciate it. Yeah, good luck to you, and thanks so much for calling in, Brandon. Thanks, More Brandon. of the rendezvous next. Thank you so much for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. If you missed anything, please hit up simonandangie.com for our podcast. We had a lot of great topics tonight. Yes. Sleeping in separate beds when you're married or cohabitating. That came from Simon's friend. A lot of people do that these days. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, getting the ooh-la-la back after having a baby. It is the struggle that every mama has, mm-hmm. and dad, too. You had great insight on this. Um, it's, so. it's hard for all of us. I totally get it. And then how you found out you were being cheated on some of these stories are just outrageous uh, i feel like a lot of times mm-hmm. there's a voice in the back of our head and simon that's where your simon says made so much sense tonight thanks angie i said if you ignore the signals you ignore yourself i've been there we've all been there it's part of growing up i guess in life you knew that girlfriend and that french chef had something and there was I've, a spark every time she went down in the kitchen down like this basement going kitchen, in the kitchen? and she would say i'm going to learn something and this she wouldn't w- take you with Never, never. And I didn't, mm. it's silly Simon ever But you went. didn't want to admit. You didn't want it to be over. You didn't want the pain. You didn't want to go through it. So you're like, okay. When you're in it, it's hard to see it. And then not only that he took my girlfriend, and then you go and you, you buy all those meals and all this for years. You go there every, like a regular guy. Like, and I the kept, chef. I kept supporting you. Yes. And you're in your job, at your place. I brought my girlfriend here only for you to like... You are sampling the menu, sir, <laughs> that you should not be sampling. Well, he never saw me again. <laughs> he should stick to oh, his yeah, own yeah. menu. Yes. But the signs were there for you, Simon. They were, to be honest. They were. I ignored them, and if I we, was heartbroken at the end. But if we look back on any time we found out that somebody was cheating on us, I think we can all think 
of the moment where we were like, mm, there was a little something. Absolutely. There was a pebble. There was a boulder thrown at you. There was a sign here and there. But we can't live that way. We just have to learn from it and move on. Absolutely. But that's great advice, Simon. Thank you so much. Thanks, and Angie. Thank you for listening tonight. More of The Rendezvous next time. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.